Welcome to Notes from the Pen, a prison podcast where we share one man's time behind bars from an active prison yard on a prison pay phone. If you haven't joined us on Patreon yet, please do so. You're going to get, you know, bonus content that's only available for our members, plus you'll get early releases. So check it out. Now, in today's show, you're going to hear about a series we're going to be doing over on Patreon. For those of you that aren't on Patreon, we have a News from the Week series we're starting to do now just to deliver uh, the uh, national major headlines to you in 15 quick minutes. The science at the end is my fucking favorite. You're also going to hear how a zombie epidemic seems to be taking over inmates at the prison. I never want to put anyone at risk. I never want to use specific names for people who get in trouble. And I never want to blow up someone's hustle or, you know, I, sure. I, I, I have to walk that line where, where I, um, because I believe what we're doing is, in addition to just being cathartic and something I need to do, is a, ser- is, is a service to incarcerated people everywhere by kind of, you know, giving the full wide-ranging scope of what it's like to be in here for a long time. Right. The first time I remember seeing this stuff was when we first went to level two, maybe 2016. I have never seen anything like this in my life. You said it's like, so, like uh, zombies. Yes. It's this weird mixture of imagine if zombies also would flash between being a zombie and having a night and having night terrors where they're like ripping at their skin and screaming and all this shit right and now this is these are some of the symptoms yeah i was gonna say projectile projectile vomiting screaming is it highly addictive it seems like it's it is the worst I've personally seen, a guy shows up and he his face looks like he literally was beat in the face of a baseball bat. He has 42 stitches in one of his eyes, like going from his nose up across his eyebrow into his forehead. He's knocked teeth out and he has a bunch of stitches in his up, upper and bottom, lower lip. Has anybody died that you are aware of? Yes. Okay. Yes. Multiple, wow. I've heard several stories of several people died. And I said, could you imagine telling your family member that your that their son died in a level one for smoking paper this epidemic is so bad that bobby can't even reflect and mourn the lost monica I, I go back to my cube and i look at my watch mm-hmm. and i start taking notes i'm like i gotta talk about this and i look at the date and i realize at midnight it's going to be 10 years since monica passed so I start taking notes about just how beautiful of a person she was and my favorite things about her. And as I'm doing that, I look up and this person is stuttering and jerking and his knees giving out. And I'm sitting there and I can't even like finish. T- I got the notes on me right now that I was taking. Mm-hmm. I was writing about Monica and trying my best to find a way in spite of it to be fucking positive. Mm-hmm. I can't even write about a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I was so caught up in the bullshit of the day that I can't like really more give attention to what's coming up. And then I'm sitting down there afterwards and I put the stuff up and I'm just sitting there like, just just like a broken fucking human being. And um, I hear this guy gagging and throwing up. 
Now, here's today's episode. All subject matter of the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you right bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. Greeting from the prison industrial complex. This is the Notes from the Pin Podcast. I am your incarcerated host, Bobby C. And welcome to my prison sentence. Today with me, it seems like it's been a while. We've done some new things recently. For those of you that aren't on Patreon, we have a News from the Week series we're starting to do now just to deliver... uh, the uh, national major headlines to you in 15 quick minutes between me and Mama C, and we're figuring out the format right now. I think we've settled in on it. This last one, I let her kind of take the reins, and mm-hmm. that's not going to be a thing anymore. I'm going oh. to have to. No, this is why, though. I well, first of all, it. let's get into it. Let's, yeah, let's get J- it's JD's with us today, hey, and it's up? been a minute. Yeah. No, so I thought it was Gina. good because you went back and forth. Like, okay, she'd bring up something, and then no. you'd bring up something. That was perfect. No, we're going to. We're going to go back and forth. Okay. But the thing with Mama C is when you give her a task like that, mm-hmm. she gets super in her head about it. And oh. she ends up, oh, instead heart. of like taking, instead of taking notes and just, you know, to remind you of the subject matter to talk about, she reads, you can tell she's reading the actual sentences she wrote. So she's like, oh, oh. oh. And, and what Mama I didn't C. know was that on the 19th, and, uh, and I can tell it makes her a little bit uncomfortable and stuff. So, it took us two times. So this is the best dynamic. This is what we're going to do. And, and it's going to so be, good. it's going to be, uh, cause that's the thing is finding that, that, the, uh, the natural I, the, the science at the end is my fucking favorite <laughs> fish. So this is what we're going to do for now. So good. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to curate the storylines, like what we're going to cover the, the, the headlines. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to drop them on her lap and then we can, you know, discuss back and forth. So that way her reactions are spontaneous. And right. then, because of the last two episodes, the most popular feature has been the weird shit she said at the end. <laughs> so so I love what it. we're going to do is she's going to, that's going to be her homework. I'm going to curate the headlines and she's going to find one uh, Mama C headline to drop right in uh, right at the end. And it's a real struggle for us because it's forcing us into these 15-minute blocks, you know, yeah. 15, 20-minute yeah. blocks without, uh, without any... Thing like that. So, but it seems like it's been a while because it has been a while. Yes. With you and I, we banked, we banked a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. A lot has happened. I was going to say. So, what's Not up with all. your world? You said you were frustrated up top, buddy. What's going on? Well, this has been um, an extenuation of for uh, the listeners that have been with us. Mm-hmm. Remember the uh, the new when all the new QBs came in. And um, me having me getting into it with people having episodes. Yeah, a lot of people uh, falling out with this with this new substance that's that's going on. And uh, mm-hmm. and I decided that there is um, there's been nothing since I've been in prison that has shifted the culture of prison and the the day to day experience of prison um, like this shit. Really? And I'm real, you know. I, it's you know I have to walk the line between between being uh, and I use this in the most loose terms as possible, but being an embedded journalist mm-hmm. in prison, 
with being with being a convict, right? Like I'm never, I never want to put anyone at risk. I never want to use specific names for people who get in trouble, and I never want to blow up someone's hustle or you know I sure. I, I I have to walk that line where where I um, because I believe what we're doing is in addition to just being cathartic and something I need to do. Is a, is, is a service to incarcerated people everywhere by kind of, you know, giving the full, wide-ranging scope of what it's like to be in here for a long time. Right. And so both are important to me. So I've kind of put off doing this episode about this shit because of the convict thing. But ultimately, there's nothing to reveal that is that isn't already known. Meaning, mm-hmm. the CEOs are completely aware about it. The administration's completely aware about it. All the way up the branch, everyone knows what this is. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and then every joint, it's it's just this ubiquitous plague that is on the the prison system, and it's not just in the state either. It's all over the country because there's there's rappers that talk about it. Kodak Black, I don't know if you ever heard of him. Yes. He's got mm-hmm. a song where he's talk where he's talking about it, and. You know, he got out recently, and people say he's permanently fucked up from this shit. And oh, and, really? And so he was so, a participant. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He taught, he raps about sitting in a cell doing the shit. So okay. before we get into that, we let's give, like, uh, I'm going to give an overview of kind of what the deal is. And like I said, none of this is anything that the administration mm-hmm. and the larger prison system doesn't already know. Okay, I want right. to make that perfectly clear. So um, the first time I remember seeing this stuff was when I was bunkies with when we first went to level two, maybe 2016, okay. 2017, somewhere around there. And he, he, he's from Grand Rapids, and he had a homeboy come from a Fed prison. He was in Fed prison. He served his time, and then he had to come back to Michigan to do his state time. And that's where it started. It started in the Fed joints. So he comes back, and he gives like these these little strips of kind of like cardboard paper, like almost like card stock paper. Okay. And he he says this is K two. I never heard of it before. So I don't know. What it kind is. of like a old school blotter acid type situation. Um, no, no. It's okay. just like just like kind of card stock, like a, a little little thicker, a little thicker than normal paper, and it's okay. in these little strips. Now. Just said he had smoked it out in the world. So he kind of knew about what it was, allegedly. It's not very so this prolific. Is, this is, so this is the history of, of from, from what I gather, of this substance, okay? So in America, when a, when a drug is made illegal, mm-hmm. right, it's written in the law, but it has to include the molecular compound of that substance that's being made illegal. Otherwise, you could call something that wasn't weed, weed, or something that mm-hmm. wasn't coke, coke, right? So it has to have the molecular, molecular structure of the actual compounds you're making illegal right. as it's written up, right? So THC, the molecule, the THC molecule was made illegal. Well, some crafty chemist realized if you just add a carbon chain or a nitrogen chain, mm-hmm. I don't know how exactly how well, it goes, if you add a brand. knew about all that. Right, if you add one extra thing to it, it's technically not illegal, mm-hmm. right? Because it doesn't match. So they, it started with THC, and someone would put one little branch on there, and it's, it comes in a powder that you turn into a liquid, I think, and then you can spray it on stuff. And okay. that's what people were doing. They're spraying it on stuff. And so um, he gave it to 
Well, cut to this and, has um, been diluted so many times. It's like the telephone game. It's so far away from the thing that was actually the original thing. Well, like well hold on. But, but, but where it started, so there used to be stuff called salvia. Do you remember that shit back in the day at head shops and stuff? Salvia? Salvia, yeah. Mm-mm. You used to be able to get it at head shops, and it was it, they would spray it on a weed-like looking substance, but it wasn't weed, and it was super psychotropic. You people would have there like people would film themselves doing, and you could buy it. It was legal. You could buy it from a head shop, and you would smoke it, and you would go absolutely. It was terrifying. But people would do it, and they would film themselves, and you can look on uh, YouTube, and you can find all kinds of. Uh, people have an episode of that shit so Joe kind of said like yeah it's, it's, it's not that he said it's kind of like a weed high it's, it's just like mm. a weed high so um, let's just say that it was tr- it was tried and it's not illegal and it was very close from what I understand to a weed high okay right? just no it hits you it hits you faster it doesn't last as long but it's very similar to a weed high okay right but what has happened along the way is that you put one extra carbon branch on there, and now it's not illegal. And then someone comes along and says, look, they're selling this shit at gas stations. You could buy wow. stuff at gas stations, at head shops. So we got to make this illegal. So then they, they make that molecule illegal. Mm-hmm. And then they and then they and the next thing, obviously, you can see where this goes. It's like an arms race. So yep. then they put two different chain branches on there or a branch that goes from a carbon to a nitrogen and they make that illegal and then they do another one make that illegal boom 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 so eventually what <laughs> what what they're at now isn't anything like weed it's right. like some weird psychotropic <laughs> it's so but listen <clears throat> this substance <clears throat> excuse me yep. is so unique like i don't think these substances have ever been ingested by humans ever <laughs> we're not right? meant because to be being, yeah. and over the years, it's slowly, slowly taken over, right? I'm not into that shit, and right. I don't understand. It's hard for me to understand the draw, right? Because I've known, I've been involved with addiction recovery and addiction and, and, and all that stuff my, my whole life. I understand the ranging levels of addiction, right? and I have never seen anything like this in my life. You said it's like, so, uh, like zombies. Yes. It's this weird mixture of, imagine if zombies also would flash between being a zombie and having a night and having night terrors where they're like ripping at their skin and screaming and Ooh. all this shit, right? Now, it used to be a couple, a year or two later that people started reporting episodes. The first one I ever heard was when I went to Kinross and someone who was at Oaks with us that came there said, hey man, were you there when so-and-so... And I said, no, I wasn't. He said, yeah, man, he smoked that shit. And then he walked around to the back of the building Mm -hmm. with his pants down around his ankles, clucking like a chicken. (laughs) Now, I don't know. I don't mean to laugh, come on. It's the little prison. This is is another thing. Prison will, you have to find humor where you find it. And we're so deep to traumatic shit that it starts out being hilarious right like fucking hilarious right because like these people did it to themselves you know and yeah. so but this guy ends up getting like an, a, a potential escape charge because he's around at the back of the building and they have to go cuff him up and he's running yeah. and and but that stuff was extremely rare it would happen like every couple months mm-hmm. but then it started operating every couple weeks you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then 
maybe on the whole compound there might be maybe one every couple of days. Okay. And to or to now we're in one single unit. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I have seen at least eight full-blown Are you psychotic serious? Eight in one yes. fucking unit? So, so three days ago, out on the yard, someone has that, I know, has an episode out right. there. Mm-hmm. And it's someone that I've had to, like, step back from, you know. Yep. And the person, the person has a fucking episode, and people come, hey, did you hear about that? And I say, listen, man, I... I'm not doing my own thing. I don't really have time for all that shit, man. Right. Like, and it's sad, and it breaks my fucking heart. So, gets cuffed up, goes mm-hmm. to the hole. Comes back later that night. I don't say anything to him. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the tough but the part. Next, but, um, but the next day, just give it all I got. Make the whole yep. pitch, man. Yep. Just please stop, man. Please fucking stop. Just, just stop today. I can't promise, man. Mm-hmm. And now this, these are some of the symptoms. Yeah, I was going to say projectile, yeah. projectile vomiting, screaming, falling out, eyes rolling in the back of your head. But before, hold on, before we even get to that, okay. you might be thinking because this is what I would be thinking right now when I heard it. Why isn't anyone doing anything about this shit? That's you know, that's one of the things. Yeah, I, I guess part of my other is um, in my naivete. Is it, is it addictive? Is it highly addictive? That's, it seems like it's, it is. It, okay. it seems like it's as, it's as addictive as anything I've ever seen before. Okay. Thank you. Oh, my God. Did any of those come through? Yes. I, every one of them. And I, I almost threw my phone out the fucking window. I'm hitting zero like a billion times, and it just keeps going through the same spiel. I'm like, okay. Anyhow. We're back. Ugh. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so. Yay. It's <clears throat> an unsustainable fucking technical glitch in this show. Hey, Bobby, so, can I ask uh, you yeah, a question, no, buddy? Is, you can ask me a million questions. Why is nobody doing anything about this situation? What do you mean? What we're talking about? Why is nobody doing anything about oh, people falling? Oh, out? I thought you meant the phone situation. No, I, that's <laughs> that's a fucking endless cause. Uh, my thought was, as I'm sitting here being frustrated with the phone system, as you probably are. I mean, they have a shortage on staff as it is. Is that pretty much the reason? No, <laughs> no, because the, the shortage on staff things are more recent. What the problem is. It, you know, this is actually the reason. Okay, so around 2017, they okay. stopped letting us get actual physical mail. You know what I mean? Oh, they, gotcha. uh, so if you send me a letter, mm-hmm. I used to get an actual letter with Penny, you know, the person I love or whoever was actually touched this, and their palm that I'm, yep. was repressed on a piece of paper writing me, and they could draw stuff for you, and kids could send in their, their artwork, and, like, they could draw pictures for you and all kinds of stuff like that. In 2017 or 18, mm-hmm. they decided the no decided people are getting drugs in through the mail. So we're going to stop that by getting rid of all actual physical mail. So now what happens is if you mail something, mm-hmm. they, they take the piece of paper or the picture or whatever it is and make a haphazard Xerox copy of the paper, of the letter, mm-hmm. of the picture, 
and then throw the original away. Yep. Even if it's your even if it's your dad's dying letter mm. to you on his deathbed about how he loves you, please save this and cherish this letter whenever times get tough. They throw it away and then they give you the Xerox co- copy of the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. With the intent that, hey, we think this is how stuff's coming in. So we're gonna we're gonna stop it. Mm-hmm. Now some some stuff was coming in that way, but obviously <laughs> it didn't stop anything it didn't stop anything it didn't even slow it down all it did was fuck over a bunch of innocent people yep. and by that i'm using the term relatively meaning <laughs> not not guilty of the reasons they're using to to take yet another thing away from us right, right? yeah so the reason that nothing they're not doing anything is because really nothing can be done okay because it's not like a bag of weed or you can look and you know what it is or even wax or any of that shit where you can smell it. And there's that's, that's one reason. The other reason is this stuff doesn't show up on a drug test. Mm. Because if you used to be doing shit, they would give you a drug test, you would catch a class one ticket, substance abuse, and that was a deterrent, right? Okay. Now, I don't think any of that would work because these guys are, are killing themselves with this stuff. And... Um, and it's not doing anything. Has anybody that, has, uh, has anybody died that you are aware of? Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. Multiple, I've heard several stories of several people dying. The worst I've personally seen was when I was at Parnell. A guy shows up, and he his face looks like he literally was beat in the face with a baseball bat. He has 42 stitches in one of his eyes, like going from his nose up across his eyebrow into his forehead. He's knocked teeth out, and he has a bunch of stitches in his up, upper and bottom, lower lip. Um, I, he's been in the phone line, actually. I asked him what happened, and he said he hit some of that stuff. They call it Tunchi, right? Like, that's the term. What? Uh, I think Little Wayne actually came out with a brand of it, too. Now, Tunchi? so he hit Toon, like Tucci, yeah, like K, because it's called K2. So Tucci is like a play off the number two. Okay. Tucci. Gotcha. So, so he says he's in his homeboy cell. Now, this is at Parnell with the bars and all that stuff. He hits it. He goes to stand up. He falls face first into the bars. Wham! Oof. Gets up. Stumbles his way up to the fourth gallery where he locked, oh falling along the way, God. leaving a trail of blood. Finally, now those galleries, I mean, this five stories up, Dude. man. People kill themselves by jumping off it. They're a little more than a shoulder's width, and the, the railing is at your hip. Yeah. Right? He finally gets in front of his cell and slams like a domino, full momentum, whiplashes his head right into the concrete slab mm. and starts bite over the edge and someone has to grab his hand and pull him in now when um he ended up falling back down towards the bulkhead where you first come up the stairs before you Mm -hmm. walk down the little and a co found him and he said who did this to you who did this to you yeah the guy said i mean that's all self-inflicted he said no one they went back looked at the camera and saw that he just fell his way right and and i said well are you gonna do he said i'm never touching that shit again and I said, could you imagine telling your family member that your that their son died in a level one for smoking paper? Mm-mm. They wouldn't. Mm-mm. They wouldn't even be able to comprehend it. And and not just that, it's um, it slows people's brain. I've noticed cha- full on changes in human beings and the way their brains work. They're these drawn out, like slow, dead eyed, you know, people. 
um, I, I know people who have been suffered from this greatly, and um, it's been very frustrating. Now, that being said, I really am at a point now where there were one of the top three funniest things I've ever seen in prison was episode. And here's the you want to know you want to know the fucking funny thing, funny thing. Well, yeah, you fucking teased us with it for sure. So I'm sitting. Uh, you guys will find I don't no longer find it funny because it's just de- dealing with it all, all the time. So I'm sitting in the cube and it's late at night. It's like right about to be count time. Okay. And someone goes, ah, that, so that's like what prison is now. Instead of the stories about fights and shit, it's stories about people having episodes. I've seen this motherfucker. So just sitting there and he says, yeah, this motherfucker's been sitting down there for 30 minutes mm-hmm. in the in the bathroom. So I go, oh, there's nothing else going on. I got to take a piss anyways. And so I'm going down there. I actually wasn't going down specifically for that. That's but like I was like, okay, let me, <laughs> I'm going to take a look. I, I go in, and straight ahead are the four urinals. To the left are, are the four stalls. Okay. And so I answer to the left, as I, as I always do when you go into the bathroom. You want to make sure you know what everyone is. I'm taking a piss, and there is a guy that ha- he looks like a ma- which one is Bert the yellow one Bert or Ernie which one's the Bert Bert oh. yeah the the big okay yeah so he looks like Bert he has a hair on the top of his head he's yeah. maybe five foot six he has really 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 thick chill glasses right oh, God. super white some a couple neck tattoos and stuff mm-hmm. disheveled like he's a funny looking dude so He's over there, and he's got his back against the stall, and his knees are buckled, and he's like, oh, like hovering up and down. And he's got his other homie, who is Bert, who is taller, and uh, he's trying to coach him, right? So he's going, all right, all right, you got, you got it, man, just, just relax, just relax. He's kind of got his arms out to, like, make sure he doesn't fall or whatever. Okay. So I'm pissed. So I, before, actually, before I piss, I stop and look at that, right? And then I go to the urinal and start pissing. He's going... All right, man. No, no, you're gonna be okay. He's coming out of it. He's okay. He's okay. Actually, he was sitting on the chair when I first got in there. He's like a corner man. Uh, <laughs> the dude with the glasses. He gets up, and now he's like, they're trying. They're like guarding him, right? Mm-hmm. And I look over my shoulder, and he's kind of like trying to help walk him mm-hmm. towards the exit of the bathroom, right? Okay. And um, he's like, all right, you're. Oh, he's gonna be okay. I finish pissing and turn around, and that guy who, who was being guided, the guy with the glasses is stumbling, like, with no guide no anymore. He's stumbling. Wait, and I'm like, what? Where? And he's, like, stumbling side to side out through the door, and he's bumping into walls. And I'm like, where the fuck is this yeah. guy? And I look over, and the guy who was helping him is leaned against the wall. <laughs> right? So now everyone is, like, trying. And I'm so confused. I'm like, what the fuck? That guy was just helping? What? <laughs> And I look down the hall, and this guy's pinballing down oh the hall, God. off the wall. Being like, if we can at Bernie's, like, he suddenly mm-hmm. grew fucking legs. And uh, the other guy is, like, up against the wall, like, <laughs> And now so they're you, trying to you come. go, like, dive in, be the corner man, and dive. Come no, on, man, you're going to be all no, right. I the, no, hell no. You obviously, they, they, you stepped over they coach, like Iverson. <laughs> they coach you. I did that. They coach the guy. The, <laughs> They coach the big guy 
in the bathroom into a chair. Now, now he's now he's taking the other guy's place, right? <laughs> and I go out there, and this guy's like, I'm just maneuver around this like tittering fucking mm-hmm. guy that's mm-hmm. like bumping into other cubes, and finally someone like bumper lanes him into his own cube. Yeah, and uh, it was just so absurd and so confusing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that I'm like, how the fuck was this guy just helping him? And now he needs help. What the fuck? <laughs> now this shit expanded incredibly fast. So I didn't understand how he was there long enough to be coaching this guy through. Yeah. So me, this means the guy, the little guy probably had an episode. And then the, his coach hit the smoke the shit. Right. And then went coaching him. And then had the balls the to think he could coach somebody. Right. <laughs> and so, um, so then it just starts getting out of control, out of control, out of control. A bunch of shit happens, personal stuff where people I know are really getting fucked up. I'm really trying to talk them out of it. Please stop. They can't even, I can't even promise you. Just today. Just don't do anything today. Yeah. I can't even promise you that. All right, you're straight. You're in your bag, bro. That's my last attempt. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. I, I pray you make it out of because you guys, this is what I tell people, too. You don't know what long-term effects this has <sighs> on people. You don't know what this does to yeah. your brain. Yeah, well, you and I like, talked about that. You know, it's one thing that, you know, you can rebuild a liver. You can, you know, fix limbs and things like physical. You, you don't know, mess with brain, your fucking no brain. Idea. You don't get that back. So, um, so all these things keep happening, right? Mm-hmm. I go in to take a shower last night, and there's another dude who is, um, I don't know if he's 40 or if he's 60, right? He's either... Okay. He's either, I think he's probably somewhere in between, but he's been doing all kinds of meth. He's got no teeth, so he's got that thing where his chin almost touches his nose and his mouth is closed. He's super skinny. He has he has some neck tattoos. Really, really white trash looking dude. He has got like a fade on the sides and almost like a Caesar where the front of the hair comes down and there's a straight line, yep. you know? Okay. And he, he's got about four IQ points. And uh, I go there. As I'm hang, like prepping the shower, I'm like hanging my bag up. Yeah. I hear someone over that install coaching someone in the stall. You can't see him, right? Jesus. Like he must be sitting down. They're like, "Hey, man, you're gonna be all right, bro. Like, just, just, just sit there for a second. Don't, no, 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 don't try to get up." And I actually look, and you can see knuckles like gripped around the. So he must be holding on to the door from the mm-hmm. right, right as I'm like. You do this whole prep thing you do with the shower. You know, I, I push the button, push the curtain in so it rinses it off. I hang my towel. And by the time I'm about to get in, I look over. And like a cautious prairie dog, he peeps his head up out of the top and shoots his eyes back and forth, like so terrified. Like, mm-hmm. And he slowly lowers himself back in. Like there's going to be six more weeks of winter. <laughs> like, Jesus, prairie dog. That's funny. Slowly. He slowly lowers himself back in. I get in the shower. I'm showering. And the shower's kind of loud, but I hear people, like, trying to talk. I come out, and they're like, oh, no, he's fine. He's fine. He's, he's straight. He's straight. He laughed. I look over, and it's a different guy coming out of that same stall. So that means in the time I took a shower, they're like, hey, you got to get out of here because we got another dude that we need to have. Yeah, we're close. This weird sort of, like, confessional booth of episode <laughs> in there, right? I, I go back to my cube. And I look at my watch, mm-hmm. and I start taking notes. I'm like, i got to talk about this. And I look at the date, and I realize at midnight it's going to be 10 years since Monica passed. And wow. this case, I caught my case and everything. And I, um, I get so mad that I can't f- even focus on that stuff. So I start taking notes. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to talk about Monica. So I start taking notes about just how beautiful of a person she was and my favorite things about her. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This fucking bullshit in here, it's almost impossible to push through this stuff. But 
I'm not going to give into it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about her and, and just how beautiful she was as a person and all the little nuances of her and all this stuff. And as I'm doing that, I look up and someone's escorting. And, and this person is stuttering and jerking and his knees giving out. And I say, this motherfucker. I say, here, here, he's, he's light. Let me just throw him up on his fucking buck. I swear to God. Toss him up there, go back down to my thing, and I'm steaming, right? I'm just so sick. And, and, and part of this is because I've had to watch some people that I... I've had to cut, cut people out of my life because of this, you know? And I don't want to get into too specific, but... And I've watched people just destro- destroying themselves. And I've put... I've, I've with these, these people before. And, uh, and you know, and then it doesn't take but a day or two before they're vomiting on their... their it just, it's, it's it, it, like watching it over. It's, 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 well, I didn't not, know how annoying drunk people were to like yeah. in prison, but this is even way worse. Well, not know? to mention the fact that you are already in a very emotional state, you know, because you were right. thinking back on, you know, what, what has taken place and, and all those years and everything. So you were in a reflective emotional place. And then to have that happen, it's easily justifiable why you were so frustrated and angry. So I go back and I'm sitting there and I can't even like finish. T- I got the notes on me right now that I was taking. Mm-hmm. I was writing about Monica and like about how um, she was my biggest supporter. So it makes the success I feel I, I attain feel kind of shallow in a way because I know how much I'd want to share it with her mm-hmm. and how how just naturally amazing she was as a person like effortlessly it, it's Native American Heritage Month too so there's always shit there's been shit on PBS and I and sometimes it's hard for me to watch because mm-hmm. it, it, it it's like the same reason things that I love are hard to watch other people talk about it's a weird thing it's like the Tupac thing it's hard for me to watch Tupac documentaries mm-hmm. because I like I don't know, but but it's even more so with that. But I've been forcing myself. I have a little shrine to her, to the side of on the wall next to my bed, right where my bed's at, and it's just like a little pushpin board, and it's it's pretty big. And um, I got a whole place there with pictures of her and and Monica, Monica and Cassius, Monica and Naji, mm-hmm. and uh, on this little Buddhist flag I have and stuff. And every morning when I wake up, I kiss my thumb and I hit them all and. and uh, when I come back at night, I do the same thing before I go to bed. I, I, I talk to her. I started talking to her, like, directly more recently and stuff. Really? And I still feel her. That's good. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I was so caught up in the bullshit of the day that I can't, like, really more mm-hmm. give attention to what's coming up. And then I'm sitting down there afterwards, and I put the stuff up, and I'm just sitting there, like, just just like a broken fucking human being. And um, I hear this guy gagging, throwing up. Man. And I get up to look, and he's uh, puking into a cup. And I grab a trash can, Mm -hmm. and I tell him, and announce to pretty much everyone around, that this is the last time this shit will happen. If I see this shit again, throwing you right back out into the fucking hall. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do this shit in here. Then I'm pointing. I'm going to look at what this motherfucker looks like because you're just fucking everything up and you're doing it slow and you're doing it around people and you're disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not the only one. There's been other ones and people in the cubes and people across start waking up and I'm going, 
I just had it, man. I yep. can't take it, man. Like, uh, and and it's it's a, it's a, it's an epidemic. Like, there's nothing even close since I've been the ten years I've been in prison mm-hmm. that is like this shit is. You will not. I will not go through the day without seeing multiple. If some, if you saw someone have one of these episodes, just a regular like be traumatic, or, or, or it would be super traumatic. And we're already in a place that's full of them. And I'm trying to edit and retype this novel while this is literally going around on right around me repetitively. And you can't go take a piss, and you can't even come and escape your youth to get away from it. Mm-hmm. And 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 it is a madness. It is utter madness. And people started waking up and getting on the same tip. They're like, "Yeah, I'm fucking sick of this." I shit. was going to ask I'm you how did the rest take it. Everyone's frustrated with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone's right. sick of it. So someone will fall to the ground and puke all over themselves. And out of convict code, QBs will go and stand in the walkway while the, the, the COs do it around so they don't look over and see the person. Mm-hmm. But even if the CO looked over and saw the person, what would they do? <laughs> they would pick them up. Put, this is the protocol. They pick them up, put them in a wheelchair, wheel them up to the control center. They set them in the visiting room that's empty and, and make them wait there for an hour to make sure that they don't die. And then they let them back, and that's that's it. And no it's, just this it's just this repetitive cycle, and no one knows what to do. And I want to I want to say this: like I'm letting, in reality, I'm letting the system off the hook in a in a in a, in a way. I'm letting the, actually the individual, like um, the CEOs. There's nothing they can really do. There's, you know, there's their hands are pretty much tied. But. I'll say this, this is a direct result, and I talked about this after the whole thing with Ernie. This is a direct result of a system where you warehouse people, where you you just stuff a ton of people with, with severe issues. You right. stuff up to all place. You don't give them anything constructive or productive or meaningful or hopeful or positive to do because you stretch yourself in with mass incarceration rather than targeted incarceration. That... It's just a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. And this is all in concert with the lack of employee retention for COs, with lack of funding, mm-hmm. and, and the patients aren't doing anything about it. And this is what's happening. And what's going to happen is, you know this, they're going to let all these people go because they can't afford, during mass incarceration, you can't afford to keep everyone in forever because you need to put new people in. So you bring people in, you fuck them up, and then you push them back out. You bring new people in, fuck them up, push them back out. And this repetitive cycle. And nowhere along the way does anyone stop and say, hey, we got to rethink this, we got to do something. It's not working. And in the midst of all this, trying my best to find a way, in spite of it, to be positive, Mm -hmm. I can't even write about a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Because of it. And I'm not going to end on that bullshit. No. I'm going to... I'm going to end on this because I was trying to distill, like, like Monica had a, what's the French thing, um, a, a je ne sais quoi, yep. like mm-hmm. this, this thing about her that was hard to really put your finger on and you didn't notice it right away. You had to know her. And so I'm trying to distill, like, what is this thing? Because there are all these things about her, right? She, that you don't notice because she, unlike everyone else, she never tried to draw attention to it. Mm-hmm. She worked with elderly um, people with dementia and stuff okay. for years. Took and changed their diapers, fed them, talked. You have one minute remaining. And then when she was done with that, she went and worked with mentally handicapped people wow. and did the same thing. 
but her passion was her passion was baking and taking care of the environment and stuff like that. But she did it so unpreachy that, that you never you didn't really notice unless you knew her. Mm-hmm. But this is the one thing that that was most most amazing and unique and beautiful about Monica Anderson. She is the most genuine person I've ever met in my whole life. She was just who the fuck she was, and it was a beautiful person who she was, but she didn't compromise it for anyone. She didn't push herself in your face, and she was just the most near genuinely beautiful person I've ever met in my life. And uh, That's it's amazing. been 10 years now. So on behalf of her, mm-hmm. Everyone that's with us on this crazy ride. Yep. You too. Yep. I love you. We are gone. We gone. Love you, brother. Hi, everybody. Mama C here. For the complete library, full episodes, and bonus content, and mainly to support this cause, visit Notes from the Pen on Patreon. To learn more about body and prison reform, visit our website, notesfromthepen.com. And follow us on Twitter to stay current. This has been another Notes from the Pen production.